at the end of this semester, David Martin retires 36 years after first joining our faculty. He is a true citizen scholar who made a mark in the worlds of policy and public service as well as scholarly research and teaching. Indeed, it would be fair to say that he has had the career that aspiring law professors dream of. David is a graduate of DePaul University in his native Indiana. He received his JD from Yale Law School in 1975, giving a hint of his future by being elected editor-in-chief of the Yale Law Journal and selected to clerk for Judge J. Skelly Wright of the DC Circuit and then for Justice Lewis Powell. After a year in private practice in Washington, DC, he took his first government post in 1978 as uh, the newly, uh, as a special assistant to the newly created Assistant uh, Director for Human Rights and Humanitarian Affairs in the State Department, working on refugee and asylum issues that included legislative liaison work on the Refugee Act of 1980. In a mere two years, he found himself one of the nation's leading experts on refugee law. David left the government for an entry-level position on our faculty in 1980. One of his earliest published pieces was called Large-Scale Migrations of Asylum Seekers. The article made two simple but important observations. It noted that refugee law paid almost exclusive attention to receiving states rather than addressing the more difficult problem of human rights violations in source states, a theme to which David's scholarship would return. It also argued that the law as defined in the United Nations Convention differed significantly from practice on the ground. Perhaps there's no better illustration of David's desire to wrestle with fundamental issues than his writing on a series of problems that resonate as deeply in 2016 as they did in 1982. But David also had a keen eye for the topical used to great effect in another early article, the legislative veto and the responsible exercise of congressional power. The article provided a counterargument to the many commentators who saw in the legislative veto a way for Congress to rein in aggressive administrative agencies, another problem that has not disappeared in subsequent years. But David argued that rather than align administrative policy with majority preferences, the legislative veto would simply encourage agencies to avoid politically sensitive issues. The Supreme Court cited David's work extensively in its opinion in INS versus Chadha, finding the legislative veto unconstitutional on separation of powers grounds. In his subsequent work on human rights and refugee issues, David became a leading voice for pragmatism in the formulation and application of policy. In his view, human rights advocates and policymakers should strive to end human suffering sooner rather than later. Sometimes that will require steps that advocates might dislike on matters of principle, such as providing limited amnesty for some uh, members of authoritarian regimes to induce them to give way to elected governments. David applied this pragmatic streak to his primary area of interest, refugee law. He recognized early on that many asylum seekers arriving in developed countries during the 1980s, although certainly fleeing countries in which human rights abuses were rife, were not subject to persecution 
more immediate or dire than those faced by large numbers of their countrymen. They were part of spontaneous mass migrations, facilitated in part by increased mobility and a growing infrastructure of third parties that provided transportation and advice on effective ways to enter and remain in developed countries. In a series of works, David argued that, political, that the political asylum adjudication system required an overhaul to ensure more prompt and accurate determinations. The likely consequence of a failure to reform, he argued, would be a political backlash against the asylum system that would make refugees as a whole worse off. The U.S. Immigration and Naturalization Service took up David's call for reform in the early 1990s and selected him as the lead consultant. In 1995, as the administrative uh, reforms were finalized, David became general counsel of the INS. The reforms he inspired and shepherded have been credited with avoiding precisely the legislative backlash against which he warned in the late 1980s. David returned to the law school and to writing on citizenship and immigration policy in 1998. However, his country had one more task for him. For two years, in 2009 to 10, he served as Deputy General Counsel of the Department of Homeland Security under Secretary Janet Napolitano, one of his first small section students. <laughs> in that role, he was deeply involved in the dispute over whether federal law preempted an Arizona immigration enforcement statute. The Supreme Court ultimately found significant parts of that statute preempted in Arizona versus United States. David has been a marvelous teacher, scholar, and colleague. His contributions to immigration and refugee law will long survive his retirement from full-time teaching. Even in retirement, he remains a member of the Homeland Security Advisory Council. I doubt very much that we have heard the last of him in what are now front page policy debates over immigration and suspect that he will remain a participant, a participant in the law school's intellectual life. Nevertheless, we wish him and Cindy all the best as he lays down a portion of his labors. David, uh, I have a small uh, token of your colleague's affection. Thank you very much, Paul, for those very generous words. Um, I think back to about 37 or 38 years ago, as Cindy and I uh, were thinking about the next phase uh, of our life. I, we'd ha I'd had some good jobs in Washington. I wanted to try out what I always thought was my true calling uh, in teaching and scholarship. We thought about where we might go. I wanted to be in a top law school. We really wanted to live in a kind of scenic place, um, not too big a city, good place to raise kids. And Virginia was at the very top of our list. We counted as a great blessing uh, that we landed here and have been able to stay here for this long and that the law school has been flexible in allowing me to do a few uh, detours into public service at various points. Um, so I, the school had lots of what we expected and hoped for, uh, a wonderful student body, of smart and accomplished people to keep you on your toes, keep you alert in the classroom, a wonderful set of colleagues, um, a, a well-managed place, 
good support from, from the alumni. But there was another part of it that I had a glimpse of, but I didn't fully appreciate for several years. And the other night at uh, the Dudley dinner, Paul described it as a culture of civility and cooperation. And we are known for that, but I, I came to appreciate that much more as I got to know other people on other faculties. Um, faculties, <laughs> faculties that sometimes have problems, they have divisions, they have rifts, um, they have a hard time deciding on hiring, there's battles over curriculum changes. And um, as I talked to one of my friends about that and, and his involvement, he was sort of a a respected figure by both sides, but he had to spend so much of his time chairing committees um, when nobody else could be agreed upon for, for the chair. It, just, it, it put me in mind of Oscar Wilde's comment about the problem with socialism is it takes up too many evenings. Um, <laughs> we here at Virginia have been quite lucky on the faculty. It doesn't take up a whole lot of evenings to, wor to worry about these kinds of, of issues. I attribute that to, to a very effective uh, string of deans, good management, strong support, and just a good spirit that is, has been promoted and preserved here among the faculty and certainly uh, among the students as well. Um, so I, I thank all of, those, all of those people for participating in that. Uh, I also want to um, say uh, thanks to my wife, Cindy, because uh, although we didn't spend evenings on those kinds of committee hassles, um, I actually did spend a lot of evenings um, working instead of, uh, instead of doing uh, family things or things around the house. Partly that's because of my own poor time management skills compared to my very organized wife, um, a bit of procrastination, a bit of being a night person anyway. Um, and part of it's because of just the process of, uh, of writing, at least as, as, as I've found it. People ask me sometimes, oh, do you like writing? And I usually say, I like having written. <laughs> the, um, the writing part is hard, and I would often find, you know, I thought I had a good idea. I'd be working on it for days or weeks, and just the argument didn't quite fall into place. Uh, and, but usually, when that inspiration came, it would be probably kind of late in the evening, and I was the kind of person who wanted to stick with it while I had that inspiration and really wrestle it to the ground and get that, that full thought, that full line of argument written down at that time. So there were many uh, evenings and weekends away, and... Um, so as I look now out uh, upon retirement, um, I have absolutely loved what I've done here at the law school, but there are many other things in our lives that I love as well, and uh, we're gonna have a lot more time for that. Um, that includes uh, hiking, which we both love, travel, which we both love, and also time with extended family. And I just wanna note here that, um, I only learned this about 30 minutes ago, my daughter, drove up from Durham this morning. I didn't think she would be here, my daughter Amy, and with two of her kids. <laughs> with two of her kids, Webb and Issa, and, um, and we're gonna spend uh, a fair amount of additional time on that. One last word of thanks. Um, we're blessed here with, uh, with really supportive and wonderful alumni. Part of that is based on the fact that you were once the students who provided the kind of challenge and stimulus that I mentioned a few minutes ago. Also been very generous as supporters for this law school, providing the resources and, uh, and the participation that we really need here. So I thank you all as well. Keep it up. Thank you.